How you doing? Pretty good. So you're John. I am. Pleased to meet you. So this is where you live. Yeah, this is the this is the place. Uh, we're kind of settled in here. We've got about a third of an acre and a huge vegetable garden in the back. Oh. Oh. Um, well, that sounds amazing. The house is yeah. kind of tiny. And mm-hmm. where I was before in Idaho, I had a uh, almost a two-car garage. That was completely bike shop. Uh-huh. Now everything's kind of crammed into this little space. It's about uh, twelve feet by twenty, uh-huh. something like that. And you uh, you make frames in this space? Yeah, yeah. And you are also th- your your Thursday. Your Thursday. I am bike. Thursday. Yes. Yeah, I'm my own evil twin. <laughs> your alter is Thursday like a, a super villain. Thursday is sort of the spirit of Thursday bicycles, and uh, in fact, I use I use the Thursday face as my uh, head badge on oh. the bikes, okay. which you can see. Uh, Where's the Thursday face? There's a couple there. Can I see? So you're actively making. Where are we looking? There's one. Oh, okay. That was <clears throat> that was back when I had my front tooth knocked out, and uh, I lost it in a fight when I was when I was a kid. And then I had an industrial accident. I got hit by a file cabinet and it knocked the bridge out. And at the time, I was working on the Indian reservation, and miss, a missing front teeth is is not a social issue in Indian country, so I just let it go. But then I tried to, <clears throat> I thought maybe I could I could get a job back in the white world. Mm-hmm. So I did get a uh, Fagazi here. You can hear it. That's a Fagazi. It is, it's a Fagazi. And I didn't get a job in the white world, but it, I no longer have that missing tooth. But Thursday still has it. <laughs> So that's that's what that is. That's that's a logo of a of a. Yeah. I don't. I, all I see is the the grill, the the missing tooth grill. I don't see the face like that. There's the there's the oh, okay. uh, shades. Oh, okay. And then there's the motto, which is why not. <laughs> cool. So you've had a a, a life that that uh, that represents that your that motto represents you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, at least on when I got on a bicycle. I raced BMX for a number of years, and I finally, I finally had a uh, pretty pretty bad accident in a national back in 2014. So I I quit racing then, and now I'm doing uh, uh, long distance touring as a substitute. Currently, yeah. Where, Where do you tour? Uh, this one, I went to Italy with this one. This is a, what they call a breakaway, so it packs down into a suitcase, and you can check it through your luggage. I don't see the, the There's places. There's a joint at the seat oh, cluster, yeah. and then another one here right by the bottom bracket. Mm. 
uh, it's a uh, it's kind of a proprietary system that Tom Ritchie designed, mm-hmm. and he also designed designed and made a a suitcase for it. And the suitcase it's a little oversized, but not grossly so. And more importantly, it looks like real luggage, so you just whistle through the airline oh. check-in without any charges. So how do you make one of these frames? It depends. Um, most of my BMX frames I'll weld. I, I, I weld with an oxi- oxygen and acetylene flame. And I learned that from an old aircraft welder. Um, that, was how the, that was how we beat the Axis, was by building airplanes. The women built a quarter million aircraft and every one of those had a had subframes in them that were made out of chrome moly tubing mm-hmm. and they were all welded up by women and that was in the days before tig welding so they used torches wow. and this old welder showed me how to do that so i've done a lot of that uh that bmx bike the orange one for instance is a welded frame so that's your tor- your tig that's my torch set, yeah. Torch. So that's a torch, not a TIG. Hmm? It's a torch. It, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then some of them I'll, I'll fill it braze, and, and sometimes I'll use lugs. It just depends. This is a lugged frame here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you get, where do you get tubes? The chromoly? Um, some of it I buy from aircraft suppliers. That, that stuff against the wall there oh. is, is all... Uh, uh, military grade chrome aircraft grade chrome molly and I use that to make chain stays and seat stays and sometimes whole bicycles and then uh, I go to suppliers so some of this is is Reynolds and some of it's uh, true temper and some of it is uh, uh, shit what is it Columbus <laughs> and I got some Dedichai it just depends. It's mm-hmm. it's all the same. And the bicycle tubing is always it's always butted and it's always there's always something off about it. So you have to be a little careful. Hmm. And so it it looks like just any bike that you would buy at a store really. So it, it seems to have like what? How? Where does these little details that are oh, very little doodads? Yeah, like, they come from uh, different suppliers. I get a lot of it from from an outfit called Nova. And then there's a guy in in Oakland, uh, Paragon. They make make some pretty good stuff. And uh, so I'm using a lot of Paragon stuff. And then I make my own, like uh, particularly dropouts. Uh, I can't. I can't buy the stuff, so I make it. Mm. How do you make a dropout? Uh, I take a, I draft a picture and print it at one-to-one scale, and glue it to a piece of steel, and then get with it with a hacksaw. A hacksaw? Yeah. Wow. And, and does it end up looking like any other dropout? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. They're they're a BMX type dropout. They're just a a plate with a slot in it mm-hmm. and you try to make them look nice is all so i 
Uh, I was given your name when I asked a friend, uh, Richard Reisenberg, if uh, you could make... I was asking him how you could make a bike from scratch. And and he started telling me, well, it depends if you... But if you buy ten thousand units, you can from China. You can you can make it affordable. But I I didn't You're mean that. <laughs> <laughs> and human human bodies are all different, and the events you ride are all different. The way you ride is different, um, and that's well, it's the same same thing. Uh, if you buy a you can buy a suit off the rack, and mm-hmm. it, it will look okay. But even a cheap tailored suit from Bangkok will look 10 times better because it fits mm. you. Mm. So you make a bike after knowing what it, who it's for and what it's for? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you are a typical dachshund uh, with a long body and short legs. I have never been called that before. I don't know how to feel about that. I would have, th- well, I would have preferred like... For me. <laughs> Go chase a badger. How did you determine my... my, my uh, that, uh, that I looked at where your belt line is relative to mine. Oh. I'm a dachshund myself. Oh, you are? Oh, okay. And short legs, long body. And what that translates into on a road bike, at least, is a, is a steeper seat tube and a longer top tube. Okay. And then you have your gazelle body type, which is long legs and short torso. You know, I'm, I'm wearing my pants a little low. I might be a gazelle. I... Uh, yeah, you're second. no gazelle. What? You know, I've you always know. thought of myself as more a gazelle than a dachshund. Yeah. Do- a lot of that? a lot of women are gazelles, but not all of them. Okay. And I'm sorry. Continue. Some men I, are gazelles. Yeah. Clint Eastwood's a good example. No, you're kidding. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, look, I would have take a look at him. He's pegged as a really is it, long legs. Are, th- are there only two choices? Uh, another guy told me he was a spider monkey, but he never. <laughs> I designed his bike, and then he never he never uh, went through on it. So, who knows? So, is that one type of bike for Dachshund? How do you say it? Uh, pretty much, and, and one then for gazelles? and then there's different riding styles. For instance, on a mountain bike, you've got some people sit down and ride. They just they they pedal, and it, they ride it like a, a road bike. And then there are your other more adventurous riders that are out of the saddle a lot, mm-hmm. and that it takes a different kind of frame, hmm. uh, different geometry, different uh, different length of the front cabin, things like that. Different uh, an out of the saddle rider will want a bike that's more like a BMX racer. And an in-the-saddle rider will want a bike that's more like a road bike. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like a touring bike, which is yeah. totally different. And then on touring, that that's kind of interesting too. You need a you want a lower bottom bracket mm-hmm. just for balance. You're not uh, racing through corners or anything. You're taking it pretty easy, so that lower bottom bracket makes it a lot easier to to stay upright. And it's nice to have a longer front end, uh, longer cabin, just so, because on a long trip, your body grows, hmm. or seems to. Hmm. You start stretching out, you you start ankling a lot, and you you raise the seat to, or the seat in the seat post. 
ankle? Yeah, you use your ankle when, when you pedal, mm-hmm. and it, it gets more and more pronounced on a long trip. Um, you ought to try it sometime. It, it, it really makes a difference, mm-hmm. and it's nice to have a little have, have a bike that will accommodate those changes in your body. Mm. So how many do you... Is it just an infinite variety of bikes that you make, or is there a certain a set uh, number of types? Uh, I've got basically they're they're concept models. So I've got about twenty different models that I that I point people to and say, "Well, what are you looking for?" I've got and and they've all got a narrative behind them. So I like. Jeanne Regret or Rayon, for instance, is my city bike, and it's for. The idea is you're you're going to ride around on it like you're in Paris and pick up pick up groceries or stop at a cafe and things it's, like that. It's an upright city yeah, bike, and and you ride it upright, and it doesn't have toe clips. You and you ride it in your street clothes. Mm-hmm. I want that one. This one? No, the the Jeanne Regret Rayon. Yeah, that's a. Oh, is that it? That's a, a Jeanne Regret. Uh, it was going to be a test bike, and I'm I built it for a very powerful female rider. Uh-huh. She was a a mountain bike racer, yeah. But the whole the whole bike test thing went south, and she uh, she quit working for dirt drag. So it's there it sits. Uh, I was going to put it together and see if I can sell it or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm in LA though. Would you would you send it to me or how would that work? Yeah, and I just oh, I just take the frame maybe. Oh, you don't sell the frame. You you put it together. Uh, on this one, I'll if if it goes if I if I can re- get a bike test out of it, I'll do it as a as a finished bike. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I'd just as soon sell the frame. A bike test. You mean like you would test? Like a magazine. How does that, what is that? Uh, The bike magazines are always running articles on on bikes, road tests, so to speak. And so they, I've gotten a few of them. Uh, Dirt rag was, this this one was a a dirt rag bike, for instance. And they got gave me a killer review your, on it. This is your Mi Vida Loca, or is that just... Mi Vida Loca, yeah, that's my BMX, adult BMX racer. Can you just go over the names of the different bikes, because they seem to be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, Mi Vida Loca. I, I was racing in, I started racing BMX in Albuquerque, and most of the racers there New were, Mexico. were... Yeah, huh. and there's a real heavy Latino component to the BMX crowd down there. Plus I had a friend who was in in prison and he got a ta- prison tattoo says Mi Vida Loca. Uh-huh. And I thought that was that's pretty good. So I I adopted that as a name for the for the bikes. And I've got a uh kids BMX bike that I call the Fallen Angel. Uh-huh. Cuz you know, yeah, you know how kids are. You they know, fall. You, in the they're 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 lunatics uh-huh. on a BMX track, and if if you've ever been in staging, and you're surrounded by these these six, seven, and eight year old kids who are screaming and and yelling and 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 
jumping up and down and and all you can think of is oh they they are they're like fallen angels mm-hmm. you know they mm-hmm. <laughs> um they were angels when they woke up yeah and now. this one here is the the is the camino duro mm-hmm. and it's designed for for riding on really tough roads oh. and what is it how is it designed with that in mind um well it's designed for for tough roads in foreign countries so it doesn't it's got 26 inch wheels because that's a size you can buy anywhere mm. and it has uh, wider tires than you would usually find on a road bike mm-hmm. um so and it's hybrid? a little it's a little bit stouter than your typical road bike it's a oversized tubings but it it's not super heavy. Uh, so there's some other details that have to do with, you know, building a bike that will that can be repaired in in uh, remote locations, like uh, like Laos or uh, Central Asia. Or, I mean, I mean, or like Africa. What are the, what are the details? Um, well. I don't use the latest and greatest drivetrain, and and about the I, these are nine speeds, and you can still repair the chain with a uh, chain breaker. Mm-hmm. Anything over that, you need special tools. Um, I've resisted the call for 650B tires because you can't get those a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, the shifters, it it has doesn't have the brake lever shifters which are are pretty fussy and and mm-hmm. can break you know, just a lot of stuff like that everything on them presumably you could get in in a, a remote area that's so interesting because uh i mean not because but on a, on a related possibly note i was referred to you by uh richard Reisenberg, who said, I asked him if, you know, I was wondering if you could make a bike in post-apocalyptic conditions. And Um, maybe what you're describing is sort of that, like a bike that you can find components for anywhere. I don't know about post-apocalyptic, but... um, You know, when the economy falls apart and they don't have any more... No, actually, I did an article on, on... on that having to do with one of my one of my bikes uh, uh was uh the mutton master which mm-hmm. was designed for sheep herding on the navajo reservation and the this guy in england uh was a he had a uh, a web zine and asked me to do an article so i did and i and i thought about it and i i wrote it up it's still on the web i guess but everything everything I did on that bike you could a a, a skilled worker could do working under a big tree mm-hmm. all you really need is a set of torches and that's that's the kicker mm-hmm. in a post apocalyptic situation you're not going to be able to buy acetylene or oxygen but uh in just tough times, you can still get welding gas. If you can get welding gas and steel 
you can make a bicycle. And here I've got, you know, I've got a mill and a jig. Yeah, but a lot of what I do is still, I, I use hacksaws and I make my own chain stays, for instance. I bend them. And you really, you really could, really could build a, a, a frame anywhere. And it would be a good frame. It would be better than the, the cheap Japanese or ch- cheap Chinese bikes that are being sold all over Africa and Asia. Mm-hmm. The flying pigeon, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, you couldn't you couldn't ever meet the price, mm. just because it it's time consuming. I've got about forty hours in a frame, mm-hmm. including painting, and and that's a finished bike. Yeah, well, that's for the the just finished the frame. frame. Mm-hmm. And putting it together is a is a bigger deal. That's another probably another eight hours. Mm-hmm. For me, anyway, um, I just as soon let the client do that. <laughs> right, right, of course. But you wanted to put this one together. The uh, yeah. What was it called again? That was a Jeanne Regretterion. It's from the Edith Piaf song. Oh yeah. Non, non, Jeanne Regretterion, non, and so on. It's kind of a kind of a hokey song, but I I like the attitude. Is this your toughest bike, the Genou Regret Rion? No, is it your Camino Duro, right? The Camino Duro, Camino. yeah. I'm I'm riding that a lot because it's my it's the best geared bike I have. And Portland being a little hilly, I like to have that. On flat country I'd I'd my go to bike is that twenty six inch BMX. Mm-hmm. On flat country, you said? Yeah. Relatively flat. Why would that be for flat? I would think of one speed. <laughs> oh right. Uh-huh. Uh, getting old is a bitch. I can't. I can't go up and down hills with a with tall gearing anymore. Have you thought of messing with electric? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, uh, I got a, a Shimano Steps bike. A a, a setup. And I'm going to make one of these 26ers, but with the electric drive. And I'm going to call it a, a motorcycle, not a bicycle. Okay. Just because, and that's how I'm going to ride it. <laughs> what, what, what is the difference? I mean, you wouldn't ride, you would ride it in the middle of it. It's the... conceptually different. Um, a bicycle is, you know, you're going at a certain speed. A motorcycle, you kind of tear around on. So it's going to be more powerful than a normal electric bike, or no? It'll, be, it'll it won't be any more powerful, but it'll be more fun. Okay, just because you're riding it, because uh, just because of the geometry. Oh. You know, look at that. If you want, you can take that for a ride, and you'll see the you'll see the difference between that and your typical and what you rode up on for instance oh yes <laughs> that thing you know <laughs> those things are tanks the bike town bike yeah. yeah i shouldn't say i shouldn't give them free promotion huh? there's an electric that i made for my wife and there's a bike she will she will ride it it's it it was a cheapo it's just uses a uh, it's a used frame that I modified and then added a an electric front wheel to, huh. but she likes it, 
and she can ride she'll ride it with me and she which is that was the goal maybe I'll do something uh, something custom for her but right now that seems to work pretty well but you don't ride an electric um I guess I will when I make one (laughs) you only ride bikes you make um anymore yeah they're just I've had I've had Schwinn's and Raleigh's good ones but they're not they just aren't as good as what I make myself they don't fit as well and they're they're heavier and they they're either too stiff or too weak um and I like to I like to play around with the geometry a bit and get get a little I like a sharp handling bike mm-hmm. for myself hmm. so do, is there an interview process for uh for commissioning you to to make a bike I mean you, it sounds like you would need to know a lot about the person and and yeah, you, yeah. The the best thing is <clears throat> is face to face, and communicate and and see what the what that client is riding right now and how they're how they're setting it up and and also you know see if there's if there's things that uh, like back pain, mm-hmm. neck pain, or your do your knees hurt? Um, are you getting it? You know. Are you getting too out of balance, for instance, too much weight on the front, mm-hmm. too much weight on the rear? Um, it's all, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's kind of an art. <laughs> and there's a lot of psychology involved. So you get, um, I've had, I've had clients that keep calling me and talking, want to talk. I had one guy you would call it three in the morning and have these conversations and <laughs> about about his bike uh or life okay or where he'd ridden or or what was happening that was that was you know i i don't mind so it's all part of being a what do you what do you call it, a bike builder a frame builder yeah Yeah, um, a lot of a, a lot of frame builders are are kind of type A personalities, and I'm not. So if someone if someone needs help or or calls or something, that, you know, and it doesn't have, it doesn't have to necessarily involve a an exchange of money. I so say I'll talk to them, and mm-hmm. that attitude has has made it impossible for me to make you know make a living building bikes mm-hmm. but i've always been able to to make a living i was a tribal official for a long time at navajo nation and then somebody's relative needed my job there was an election and relatives and supporters had to be rewarded and after that i was able to make a lot of bikes cuz i <laughs> i had lots of time and then i got went over and was a tribal official at Shoshone Bannock and that cut into my time a lot but then finally that came to an end and now now I can make all the bikes I want I just don't have any clients Mm -hmm. 
One of the things, <clears throat> it kind of went south in the 2008 crash, and it's never really come back. And I think one of the things that's happening is that that all the people who were who would be willing to spend money on a custom frame have already got one. And the people, the young people coming up that would really love a custom bike are too broke. They've got student loans or they can't, they can hardly make rent. Mm. Their, their wages, their wages are low. Their cost of living is high and they're, they're just getting squeezed. So, and the, the bike shops are selling, selling all kinds of new and improved bicycles. You got your your Somas and your your Linuses and a, a bunch of others that are are basically copies of of what used to be custom built frames. And they're they're a lot. They're made in Taiwan and they're cheap and they're good bicycles. Mm-hmm. And so. A, a, a kid can buy a, one of those one of those bikes for five hundred bucks, and a custom frame is gonna gonna set him back fifteen hundred just for the frame, mm-hmm. or more fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred. Yeah, and where's you know where's where's a minimum wage worker with student loan debt going to going to come up with that kind of money? Well, people end up with cars. Somehow they're cheap. Yeah. Car, uh, you, cars there are so much. many. There are so many. So many cars, and they're, you know, they're so cheap. Yeah. There's an underground market in cars, and and I was in it for a long time. I, I always had luxury brand cars that I picked up cheap, and I knew how to fix them, so I maintained them that way. And uh, my wife is. I married up. And my wife has always had nice things, and one of the things that I've done, been able to do for her is is keep her in a always have let her have a nice car to drive. Mm-hmm. And so when her parents came over to this country to visit, we'd be driving around in an Audi or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you know if 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 you if you know how to deal with mechanical things, a, a car can be pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they drain your budget, mm-hmm. and the best thing I think is a combination of a bicycle and and good public transit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so you're in the right place. Yeah. 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 I got. I. I use public transit. I'll take my bike on a bus or on the uh, train, especially if it's raining. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I I I have a, a Brompton folding bike. Oh yeah. I throw it on the train. Yeah, you those are nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh would you ever design a folding bike? Um that seems like Salisa asked me my wife asked me to do that. Um just so I'd have something we could take on the public transit in Bangkok. Oh. They don't let they don't let full size bicycles onto the onto the tube there uh-huh. um, I've never done it and you went to Bangkok you went to Bangkok well yeah she's from she's a Bangkok girl and uh-huh. so we go back and forth when we can and I've lived there I lived there about three years 
amazing life you've had. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a sweet country, or it was. <laughs> you know, there. I don't know. It's you know, it's really changed. Uh, yeah, recently, I haven't followed the. Uh, well, there was kind a, of there was the 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 red shirt movement, and oh. then the street fighting between red shirts and yellow shirts, and then the military coup, and and then more street fighting, and now this this latest election, which may or may not have been stolen, and and right, and who knows where things are going. So Bangkok is in Thailand, and I forgot that. Yeah. Yes. And plus the the old the old king was really uh, was was really he was kind of a saint, but he's gone now, and the the new king is not is not the same kind of person. Um, so we'll have we'll just have to see what comes out of it. Yeah, that's the thing about kings is you're really at the mercy of whoever happens to be the king. So yeah. uh, <laughs> let's. So that was a little bit off topic, but but touring, traveling, um, making bikes that that fit the uh, yeah the event. <clears throat> that's what you're about, and pretty much yeah. And so you do have a website. I do. And it's. Yeah, just Google up Thursday bicycles, and it'll come right to the top. And you get in, click on the goods, and what will come up is all the different, uh, kind of an index to all the different bike models. Okay. And I, I haven't done much maintenance on the site, but I probably will. I got a little time, so I'll do that. Very good. Yeah. Keep it. Try to keep it active. Well, um, you know, some other time I'll talk a bit more about all your tools and the ins and outs, maybe. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, you know, the one thing I've got that's really that has really been a, a lifesaver is uh, the CAD program, mm. and I use a I use a, a cheap two D CAD. I think a, the I paid a hundred bucks for it, and it's it's real light. It, you know, nowadays on the new computers you click on it and a pow it's right there hmm. none of this waiting and the CAD drawings are, allow you to get precise measurements for tube length and, and for mitering and things like that and when I was working at, at Shoshone Bannock I had a, access to a plotter so I could plot out a full size layout drawing Mm-hmm. But lately, um, I found that if my tubes are the right size, I can use this. I've got this old Henry James jig, and it's it's slow and fiddly, but it's really accurate. And I found that when if every if the steel is cut to the right size, everything kind of goes together beautifully. Hmm. And the what you get is is as good as if you were working off a full size layout drawing. Okay. So you're just ready to go now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it doesn't look like much, but I've got everything I need. Well, it is very compact. Yeah. Your your office, your studio. Yeah, it's got a lot of household stuff here too, you know, all the gardening tools and uh, that we 
bought this chair at a thrift store and it was too big to go through the door. <laughs> so right now it's acting as a kind of a storage shelf. And well, I want to order a bike from you, but it's going to be like 2500 bucks is what I'm hearing. Um, not yet. I've got, uh, well, like the, the BMX bikes start around 650 oh, for the okay. frame. And I've got a I've got a road bike that that is priced with a BMX bike. So it's it's my Chaos Theory single speed, and that one that one I'll at least for now I'll make it up for under a thousand. Okay. Now that's a that's a good fast bike. Yeah. Maybe I'm the Chaos Theory type of person. You might you might be. Do you just get a vibe off a person? Uh. I'm a slow rider, but I like a fast bike. Yeah, no, chaos theory is for is is for people who are a, li- a little bit dangerous <laughs> <laughs> on the street, and and who are who are willing if they if the if that chaos theory rider comes to a steep downhill, she's gonna blitz it. <laughs> Sounds cool. That's yeah, what I want to think of myself and as being. She'll have a she'll have a bike that will do the job. All right. Well, maybe we'll keep in touch. I'll call you at three a.m. Yeah. We'll chat. We'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. I got plenty of steel. <laughs> Great. Got enough steel to make bikes for the rest of my life here. Nice. Probably. So in the post-apocalypse, I'll know who to get my bike from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's a tip. If you do order the chaos theory, uh, go for the welded construction. Okay. Because that's kind of rare. Who is, who could this be? Like, that could be our time. That, that's, that signals <laughs> the end of our interview. It could be. That could be the end of it. Okay. Well, thanks very much, John, of uh, uh, AKA Thursday. Yeah. No, that was kind of fun. Good. So, be good. Okay. I will. <laughs> on, my, on my tank. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is Bike Talk PFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. Um, let me stop this. Oh, uh, um, what was that you just said? Oh, you know, now that I look, you might be a gazelle. You got a way of wearing your pants too low. <laughs> I told you. That's what you I told me. You told me, and I didn't listen. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to hear. That makes my day. Thank you. Yeah, that's not. That's much classier than a, a dachshund. <laughs> well, you, you you can't do anything about what you're yeah. what you are born with. I guess.